What's good, family? It's your boy Trader Rules from Real Last Conversations, and I get a question all the time. How do I make a podcast? And what I make my podcast on is Anchor.fm. Anchor is a free app that allows you to make your podcast anywhere from your phone or your computer. You can make money off of this. So please add to your podcast either in the beginning or in the middle. That's free game right there. You have everything in one place. So please download an Anchor free app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Please. Let's make this money together, y'all. Love. What's good, family? It's your boy, Trader Reels from Real Last Conversations. This is episode number 33, and I got me a real good guest with me, a very uh, talented young individual. His name is uh, Josh. I call him Josh, but his stage name is Brother Ash. <laughs> He's a man of many things. I ain't trying to give his old government. I almost slipped up right word, there. Word, <laughs> But I'm going to pass it over to uh, my boy, uh, Josh. Let him tell you who he is. Yo, what's good, everybody? First of all, uh, thank you, Trader, for having me on the episode uh, definitely my boy going way back with you from back in my freshman days of high school. I'm an artist. I'm a drummer. I produce. I rap. I do all of those things. I actually started my own small label uh, called Maplewick Records, which is based on the street that I grew up on in Willingboro, New Jersey. That's how I know trading. We both from the borough. Uh, yeah, that's just a little bit about me. So I'm happy to be here. Can't wait to get started. Okay, good. So my first question to you is how did you get the name Brother Ash? So, like, the name Brother Ash, for me, um, when you black, that's just something you say all the time. Like, my brother, my sister, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, my dad kind of used it a lot when I was a kid. Uh, when I would be on little missions for him, um, he would be like, all right, brother, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Not doing it on purpose, like giving me the, the actual nickname brother. That's just how a lot of black men talk. So, <laughs> when I was thinking of a rap name, I wanted something authentic. I didn't want something that was too flashy. It's kind of something that reflected my personality um, and what I'm about. You know what I'm saying? I'm a huge family guy, so I kind of like thinking my fans like my family too. So just being called brother, uh, it just feels right. So that's why I went with that. Okay, so that's Ash dope. is my last name. Yeah, Ash is my last name. A, a, a legendary last name, if y'all don't know. But yeah, I about <laughs> to say, uh, I think the, the name itself is really inviting to any new listeners so they can kind of feel like you are a family. So. I actually like that whole choice. My next question is, how did you get into music? I know you did drums and band in high school, but like, what made you start taking it to be able to actually like talk in front of people, recite rhymes, poetry, and uh, et cetera? Word. So like, um, one, I come from a musical family, so I got to start there. Just giving uh, like props to my parents. I grew up in the church. So my dad played the saxophones in church. My mom would be in the choir. My sister would be in the choir. Uh, and you know what I'm saying? Like just growing up in the family with musicians and talented artists, I kind of just found my own lane. Um, like you said, I played the drums. That's why I learned how to play the drums in the church. Uh, I actually didn't start rapping until um, like towards the end of my high school career. I always liked poetry and rap. I was a huge hip hop fan, obviously growing up. But um I don't know. Like, I kind of wanted to rap. I thought about the idea as a kid, but I just never thought that that lifestyle was for me. So <laughs> um, once I really, like, kind of did some, I guess, soul searching, you would say, in college and just trying to find my purpose, 
I had kind of realized that music was what I was always talented at and what made me happy. So when um, a lot of things that went wrong, some uh, goals I had for myself, I wasn't able to reach, I fall short on. Um, and music kind of just was there to scoop me up and uh, I embraced it, but it was always definitely there. So, yeah. Okay, so that's uh, definitely interesting. Because it's funny because every time we, if y'all don't know, me and Josh do go back. We played <laughs> football together. We did track together. And every time during track, me and my boy Nick, we would always freestyle, rap, and I never heard Josh ever drop a line. So <laughs> when I started hearing that he was doing music, I was just like, okay, where did this whole thing started at? So he said it started your senior year. I noticed. Yep. So by then, by then you was already gone. <laughs> yeah. So was it just like you with your boys just freestyling and somebody was just like, that shit was nice. And you was like, okay, like maybe I can do this. Or was you always kind of just in the back of your head reciting lyrics? Yo, I, I'm going to be real with you. I was kind of always in the back of my head reciting lyrics because it's funny you say that. Um, maybe I wasn't freestyling when you and Nick was freestyling probably simply because like, Y'all was big, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I didn't want to embarrass myself or uh, maybe I was shy or I don't know. But I definitely used to freestyle a lot on the back of those track and field buses in the locker room. You know how that go. That's just like a woman girl tradition. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I kind of really started noticing uh, how talented I was when I got into college. I had got really into spoken word. I used that as an outlet. Um, when I stopped playing sports, I needed a hobby, something to make me feel fulfilled. And poetry really did that for me. Um, and having my musical background as well with drumming and stuff, I kind of just put the two together. So it's kind of like, like you said, like I always was doing it in the back of my head, but I didn't really realize my potential until I, I dove more into the spoken word and really started putting words together and writing songs. And uh, yeah. Okay, so that that's dope. So from my experience, a lot of people go into college and they meet a group of people that are like-minded like themselves. And that really mm -hmm. helps them with their passion, whether it's music, technology, gaming, whatever it is. So yeah. I know a lot of people that went to school, like I know, you know, Sipo, he went to school yeah. and he was producing real heavy and he started making connections yeah. through that way. So how did you, how was you able to break out your box in, in, in college and how did you find the first spoken word session? Did somebody tell you about it? Did you see it on a flyer? Just went to it? Like, what was the first yeah. thing that broke out your box? Um, it's one. It's funny you brought up Sipo because me and Sipo like actually, uh, like <laughs> partners in crime now. He actually basically produced my whole upcoming album. So me and him got like a lot of chemistry. We spent a lot of time together mm. on this project. Yeah, so that's definitely going to be a treat. You went for a treat, big bro. But uh, <laughs> I think the first time I got uh, like word of a poetry event or um, stuff like that, like I said, when I went to college, I didn't go to college to be the poetry guy. You know what I'm saying? I just kind of like was talented. And a lot of the times what it was, I did like an early admission program for black students at West Virginia where I was able to qualify to do this program where I was on campus for five weeks with about 20 other black kids. Um, and it was like a rite of passage thing. We took a, um, a black literature course. So we kind of had a little bit of a head start going into our freshman semester. But doing that, I met, you know, friends. And we was in the dorm for five weeks. You know, you get to know people. Um, one of my boys just discovered I was writing one day. 
I actually wrote a poem about uh, like Dr. Martin Luther King or some some pro black shit, and I, I recited the poem, and it was like ever since then, whenever we around like other people or like a group of girls or something, my boy will always be like, "This is my boy Josh, and he spits poetry." So that turned into me hearing about open mic events that you know the ASA would put on or uh, the Black Student Union, whatever. I would do it. I would go to like different open mic events. Uh, it was local bars around town and college towns that did stuff like that. And I would just spit some of my stuff. And then eventually I kind of became like the <laughs> spoken word guy to go to, like if somebody needed like a couple bars spit at a banquet, or, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So yeah, it was really just word of mouth and just my boys putting it on for me, honestly. Um, Cause like I said, when I went there, I wasn't fiending for the spoken word places. I was just kind of curious. Um, and yeah, so I just stumbled upon it really. So do you remember the first time you went on stage to speak your spoken word? Do you know, do you, do you remember how you felt? I definitely remember the first time um, I ever spoke it in front of a lot of people that was in that program. I talked to you about the first time I went on stage, I would say uh, it's a little hazy as a spoken word artist, but I, I definitely remember that feeling because I still get that feeling sometimes. Uh, it's just like just being nervous. Um, a lot of times we are, we are speaking publicly. Uh, you may think that you're stuttering too much or, uh, you're moving around too much or, you know what I'm saying? Like with spoken word, there's no beat behind you or there's no crazy dances behind you. You really have to grab people's attention with your words. So like I had to really, really just overcome that and just like step into and really just bring the words that I was writing down to life. That's the only way to get over it. Cause once I start, I'm good, but. It's definitely super nerve wracking. That's something I had to get over just going out there and doing it, you know. Okay, so you say you went for spoken word and how spoken word doesn't have a beat or anything behind it. So it really makes you have to focus on your words. So yeah. when you started adding beats onto it, how did that affect you? It was it was like it was natural. Like it it really wasn't hard. And I don't want to come off like I'm bragging, but the first time I went to the studio I actually went to uh, one of my mentors' crib that I met out in West Virginia. He had a home studio, and I never forget. He said it sounded like I'm supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I sounded comfortable. Uh, you know, I was nervous. I had, you know, my doubts. You know, what if I record this and it's just like every other? You know what I'm saying? Everybody that's trying to rap, SoundCloud rap or whatever. But I heard that it was something special, and it really felt natural to me. You know what I'm saying? Like once I started, I heard my voice come back in those headphones with that beat. And hearing it getting played back to me, um, it just felt right. You know what I'm saying? I felt like I was in the right place. Okay, so who, if you can compare your music or if you can define your sound, how would you mm -hmm. define your sound? I would define my sound as uh, I am a very, I feel like I'm dynamic. I feel like I can give people good lyrics, a good flow, you know what I'm saying? Something that you can remember, um, but something that can also make you think, you know what I'm saying? To provoke thought and think, like to go back later, like, oh, I didn't hear him the first time he said that, you know what I'm saying? So like my music is definitely fun. It's a reflection of me mostly. So, you know, I'm kind of a fun laid back person and my music is laid back too, but I can also take it there, you know what I'm saying? Like have some heavy hitting tracks, uh, with a lot of bass and high energy. Um, so if I had to describe my music in one word, I would just say dynamic. I like to think that I can get a lot of things done on the track. Uh, so, yeah. So what are some of your influences when it comes to your sound? 
And my influence is definitely of people like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, my top five rappers of all time, not in any specific order, uh, Diggy, Jay-Z, um, Kendrick, Drake, Cole. I think I may have went over five. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Dudes like that, Kanye. I grew up to listen to a lot of Kanye. Uh, yeah, so like dudes like that, like you can hear an album like The Pimp a Butterfly and really be on your conscious back. But then you can hear uh, Be Humble or something like that, and it's a radio hit, you know what I'm saying? So like, I kind of always like dudes that could do whatever on tracks and make it great every time, so yeah. Okay, you also say you started producing. Was that recently, or when did you start producing? Yeah. The producing was definitely recent. Um, I would say I got into it maybe about halfway through quarantine, kind of maybe the beginning of quarantine, I had started making beats on my phone and like the guitar band app, people that got iPhones, you know, you can do that. If you don't, I just put you on. Uh, <laughs> so you can just kind of like make little beats, whatever. And then after that, you know, I got my own studio set up where I got like a, uh, like a, a desktop Mac and I had, you know, logic on there and all that type of stuff. So I started, you know, playing with it more and, being a musician, a lot of it did come natural, but um, a lot of it also was, you know, doing research and watching YouTube videos of different producers and just being around other producers, like working with Sipo has helped me a lot. So I would say I've probably been a producer maybe for like a year and a half at the most. So, yeah. Yo, Sipo's like a master Oshia or Yoda. People don't understand. Yo. My boy uh, Sipo, so hard when it comes to the beats. I used to go to his school all the time. He used to play me beats so many times and I'll be like, bro, like, why ain't you releasing? He'd be like, well, it's going on so and so project, it's doing this, that, and the third. And I'm just he's like, man, like, you really got talent. <laughs> he's he's so humble too. Like you'll talk to him, he'd be like, Yeah, it ain't really nothing too crazy. Yeah, yo. But those type see, of people you want to be around though. Exactly. And he and see is the type of person who shares knowledge. You know what I'm saying? So like he'll let me know stuff. He put me onto a lot of websites um and and different um i guess techniques you could say when producing to make it easier and you know what i'm saying to make your beat slow better like see this is a genius we could have a whole episode just about talking about see for his exactly <laughs> ability yeah. as a producer <laughs> did you know uh nicky uh rap say that one more time did you know that nick rap nick carter no i did not know that i did not know that he uh Honestly, he just he recently just stopped. Cause I think he kind of like lost a passion for it. But uh-huh. when I tell you one of the best spitters I know in New Jersey, I just think sometimes Whoa. when you keep putting music out over and over again, they're not really like catching on how you want to. Sometimes it could be kind of yeah, kind of depressing. So how how do you stay yeah. motivated in this game? How do I stay in the game? Um, one, my relationship with God. Um, I, I grew, like I said, I grew up in the church, but as an adult, being out in school by myself and um, really finding out who you are, you got to have that relationship with God. So, you know, when I get in those modes where like I'm low or I, I'm not liking the turnaround I get on some of my drops or how much people are engaging with me on social media or the numbers, how much money I've made compared to how much money I invested, those thoughts don't go away. You know what I'm saying? Even when you have good days as a person, you still think about your career and your goals for your life. You know what I'm saying? And you know what current status you have. So it's it's definitely tough, but like having that relationship with God and just understanding 
uh, what it takes to want something as big as I want. You know what I'm saying? The sacrifice and the patience and the uh, disappointments that's going to come with that. You know what I'm saying? That keeps me level-headed. But another big thing is my group of, you know, friends and family around me always encouraging me, um, always being honest with me, being critical of me, too, letting me know, like, bro, if you want to take things to the next level, think about doing stuff a little differently. Try being more present on these apps or, you know what I'm saying, listen to this artist. She kind of knows how to, um, you know, get people lit in the party or, like, you know what I'm saying, like, people around me that's invested, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like even when I want to give up or if I think about giving up, I know I can because then I'm letting them down too because they've been here with me since day one as well. So That's what's up. So they keep you grounded. Definitely. So, so I was talking to you a little bit earlier about this week on Versus. It was the Locks versus Dipset. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people was going to go with Dipset because they said they had more bangers, but people just ain't know how long the locks are Jadakiss catalog was. And a lot of people got hip to is that a rap is more about just a good song. It's about the performance. And I feel like nowadays, Mm -hmm. a lot of artists lose a whole performance behind the whole art. Like they say a bunch of words behind beats and that's okay. And have the fans pretty much rap your whole lyrics. But a lot of times the fans come out to hear their favorite artists actually give a performance. And Word. I think Jadakiss put a lot of young dudes on game. And to me, it was just so crazy about how he has so much breath control and so much witty wordplay. So how do you work yeah. on your on your breath control and all that when the performance? Like, how do you practice that? You It's it's the same way with sports, bro. Anything else you got to do, you, it's just like you say, you have to practice it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right now, I'm working on an album. So if I was a get a call right now saying I got to have a tour or a show where I'm performing my album top to bottom, uh, top to bottom. That means I'm going to have to have rehearsals with me doing that and learning what spots in the song. I got to take my breaths, um, uh, how much I'm moving around for each song. So I know, you know, I'm a big dude, bro. I can't, I can't be jumping up and down all over the place like <laughs> yeah. little Uzi. I'm going to get tired. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's all about pacing yourself. Um, knowing what you bring to a performance since i don't move around as much or jump around that means uh i do need to have great breath control so the quality of my sound is good so the track that people are hearing on these streaming websites sounds a lot like my performance or if not better i'm a musician so try uh if you get a little tired between songs jump for a couple sets you know what i'm saying like these when people say when old heads be coming at the new generation like y'all don't really do this music you know what i'm saying it's all for shits and giggles, whatever. It's some truth behind that. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know what every rapper in my generation is doing, but rapping is an art form. It's not just having beats and, and, and nice clothes and having, you know what I'm saying, a little flow. You got to really be committed to give your followers a reason to want to believe you. Because I, I thought it was interesting how you said Jada Kiss's performance was, was taking a lot of songs that may not have hit as heavy, but making them hit harder. You know what I'm saying? Well, you can make somebody feel you, have that emotional connection, the way you move and the way you talk and carrying yourself, man, that could do that could do a lot for you. And it's a reason why Jada Kiss is who he is in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just very respected. And I actually heard an interview, him him talking about how he is in the studio. He don't even believe in recording unperfect takes. Like he records his verses from top to bottom in one take. If he don't do it, he starts over. You know what I'm saying? So like you just got to have that dog attitude. Like, I'm going to either get you with the music, I'm going to get you with the performance, I'm going to get you with everything. You know what I'm saying? Either way, you got to be a workaholic, I think, to be the best. 
And it's also about the company you keep. I mean, like, Jadakus came up around Biggie and yeah. Big Pun and Tupac and shit like that. So when it's like yeah. you're around, like, let's let's keep it straight. A lot of performances nowadays isn't as good. You know, some people that I do say have this have the old spirit. I would say mm-hmm. motherfuckers like Anderson Pack, Bruno Mars, her. Yeah. Like, they can still do a performance and you be like, damn, like, they're doing multiple things at one time. Yep. But a lot of time when it comes to these rappers, it's just like, you know, they come on stage already kind of faded, fucked up. <laughs> they just, they, they, they literally have their audience say half the, the lyrics for them. They don't even pretty yeah. much say much. So yeah. it's just crazy when you finally do see a real performance that you be like, damn, like this is what I missed. Like, I, can, I can watch like an old uh, Biggie performance back in the 90s and be like, yo, like. Mm-hmm. I'm so entranced in this performance more than I am in a lot of shit I see nowadays. Yeah, it's because you can feel it. It's a difference when you, just like I said, it's with any other any other craft. You know what I'm saying? If you invest the time and the energy into making it better, um, and and you're serious about what you're doing, you're going to see growth and you're going to see a difference. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how. Hard you hitting, you know what I'm saying? What your numbers, what your songs is doing on Billboard. When it comes to live performances, you got to be able to grab that audience attention and, and, and steal their heart for an hour or so. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, something I do sometimes because, you know, I don't have that presence. When people say Brother Ash is performing, most of the time, <laughs> if you ain't come with me to the show, most of the people in the audience don't know me. So I got to immediately make myself at home. You know what I'm saying? Introduce myself. Try to do a little call and response, make people laugh even, you know what I'm saying? Uh, all that stuff is important, super important. And Jada Kiss, bro, that's, I wish I could have seen that live. I've been seeing highlights of it all week, and I just feel so bad I didn't get to catch it. Like, <laughs> bro, he was, was cool, he, he made me go back to listen to a lot of the songs. I was like, he did this song, but a lot of it, he he did a lot of freestyles. It was like, like yeah. old school freestyles on mixtapes, and they were yep. just hitting harder than like any song. That the dip set it had at that moment, it was just, it made you just re- respect a real game. And to yeah. talk about that, I just want to ask, like, how do you, did you, do you ever have writer's block? Do you ever be like, damn, I keep, I feel like I keep uh, thinking of the same concept? And if you ever had writer's block, like, how did you overcome it? Yes, I definitely have had writer's block a lot. Um, it doesn't happen to me often. Sometimes it's just like if I'm in a weird funk period, like if Josh is in the funk, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm having a bad week or it could be family stuff going on, career stuff. Um, and, you know, sometimes my writing will take a dive with that too. But a lot of the, um, a good thing about being like a, a multifaceted artist is that I can kind of get my feet where the other stuff if the writing is slow. So like if I'm trying to write a song, because this has happened to me before, I couldn't really write a song and went through like maybe a couple of weeks where my, my writing just wasn't hitting. And I knew the stuff was good, but it's like, I feel like I already rapped about this. So I was like, you know what? Forget writing. Let me just drum for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Let me try to work on some producing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or let me go back to another song that I already recorded and try to touch it up a little bit. So like sometimes you just got to let it run its course. Um, another thing I do when I get into writer's block is research. Um, I like to look at YouTube videos of some of my favorite artists, um, like while they're in the studio, their process when they creating, um, and just listening to music. Like if I'm in a writer's block, I'll go listen to some Nas or, um, 
you know, really good songwriters. I go listen to some Eminem, somebody who can really, whose rhyme schemes and wordplay and, you know what I'm saying? All the stuff that I'm lacking, why I can't put a song together, I want to listen to people that do it well. So I can maybe get some nuggets of wisdom or something, you know what I'm saying? Maybe that could be the little spark to get me back on, get me back on beat. Okay, that's dope. So I do know that you do have some music videos out there, right? Deserve. So what is that process like? How is that different than actually making the music? Like, How do you bring life to the words you say? That is another thing that's like something that I have to continue to try to get better at because music videos are very, very important in today's industry. Um, everything is visual with social media. Um, people want to see, people want to see you. They want to see pictures. A lot of artists do vlogs now. I haven't got into that. I've, I've thought about it, but I haven't been able to commit. So like when I'm doing music videos, I got to like physically bring the words to life that I'm saying. Cause like my music is lively, but I'm starting to learn, like I got to do rapping shit. And I know that's, <laughs> I know that may not sound like, clear but you know like i just gotta have that you know that aura about me where people are like oh this guy's a rapper <laughs> you know what i'm saying so now when i do music videos i try to like ask some of my friends who are a little bit more into fashion like yo bro what should i wear for this song you know what i'm saying i don't break the bank or nothing like that i stay within my means but um just little things to try to catch people's eye more you know what i'm saying finding the right visual sometimes it's not all about the money since i'm an independent artist i don't have you know, thousands and thousands of dollars to use for a music visual. Sometimes I got to really think about local spots in New Jersey or uh, just different ways that you can angle the camera sometimes or facial expressions. Uh, getting other people I know that are into acting and modeling to come into a video with me and just, you know, be an extra or a little skits and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So music videos are really movies. When artists say I'm making a movie, they're not really, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not like a a production like a movie movie i'm not trying to take nothing away from actors and shit but like <laughs> it's a lot that goes into music videos when you don't have a team of people that's like doing stuff for you and putting it together for you and funding it it takes a lot of creativity um and like i said the people around me help me with that too so yeah okay so this is my final question so if you had one song you want some you want a new listener to listen to right now to pretty much grasp who brother ash is what is that one song it's my last song. My last my last single, How Don't You Know, it's uh, abbreviated HDYK. It's, I picked that song because that's probably the best song I've dropped to date, just because you get a little bit of everything. I'm doing a little bit more of a harmony on that joint in the hook. You know what I'm saying? That's a little bit of a new sound. Uh, <laughs> I like the way I'm flowing through that song. Uh, it's a little message in there, too, if you listen. Um, so yeah, I, I, and you know, it come with the video too. So I think that's pound for pound my best song out. Um, yeah, I would probably recommend that one. And the top one, the top it off on that, I have like a lot of friends who are doing music from like St. Louis to New Jersey to Virginia, all around our age. And I'm really seeing that people are believing in themselves again. I don't have friends who I know who kind of did music in college and, didn't really like put too much effort towards it. Now they put in all their, I wasn't all their eggs in one basket, but they going full uh, throttle with it. And I'm starting to see a lot of, a lot of great things come from it. So what would you yeah. tell somebody in their young twenties and mid twenties that wants to 
follow their dreams in music or follow their dreams in anything, what would you tell that person? I would tell that person, stop playing and stop second guessing yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to be um, like a crazy organized person or the most talented person. If you have something that gets you up in the morning, you know what I'm saying? You have something that you are passionate about every time you do it, every time you think about it, it makes you happy. And you know for a fact that you could figure something out to where you can monetize this passion project or whatever it is, stop playing and figure out a way to invest in yourself. It don't have got to be overnight. You don't got to spend your entire check getting the LLC or nothing like that. Sit down, write you a plan, do some research, talk around the community, see if there's other people doing um, what you're trying to do. That's the biggest thing. Open your mouth. If you want to make a move, start talking to the people around you. You never know who can help you, who can point you in the right direction, who can give you some insight on something that you, you know, little, because a lot of times people don't make those moves because they're nervous. Yeah. Or what if this, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I might fail or too many people are already doing podcasts. Too many people are already modeling. Too many people are already rapping. No, no, no. Forget all that. Don't worry about what other people are doing. If it makes you happy, you know what I'm saying? Um, be careful. Be smart. I wouldn't say quit your job and you don't have a plan. Um, you know what I'm saying? Try to just, uh, you know, slowly start walking that dream down. Do something every day um, that'll put you in a direction uh, towards your end goal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, yeah, stop playing with yourself. Stop stop second guessing yourself. Stop doubting yourself because none of that is going to make you money. None of that is going to make you happy. The only thing that's going to make you happy is doing what you truly love to do. Um, and, I, you know, I work at FedEx during the day, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I go up there. <laughs> move some boxes around while I'm in my truck. I'm rapping. Um, if I meet somebody while I'm delivering, I put them onto a song. Uh, I put my managers on to my song. But when I get home, I get to lock into my studio. And for me, that's, you know, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, one day it's going to be a time where I won't need the FedEx money. But until then, I got to make my dream work the way it does. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that, that's what I would say. My fault. I know that was a lot. but <laughs> No, that shit was definitely needed, bro. And I, I needed to hear that. It's funny because I work in customer service myself, and it's funny, like, on my name tag, they they, they told me, like, what's my, my passion, and I put podcasting. And it's kind of yeah. awkward because people ask me, like, you know, what's your podcast name? And it's real-ass conversation, so I mean, not that professional. But it's funny because, <laughs> like, a lot of guests be uh actually be saying, well, what is it? And I tell them, tell them it. And I be having guests come back all the time, like, I heard your podcast, like, it's amazing what you're doing. And I'm thinking, like, oh, yeah. these are people who don't even – relate to me because I really I, I really do this podcast for a young black adult. So young black millennials for real, for real. Not really too much out there, but there'd be people who'd be white, Asian, Spanish, yeah. be saying like, yo, like I, I love your content. And it made me be like, yo, I have to really double down on this. Like I haven't did a podcast in all of July because so much stuff been happening. People been hitting me up saying like, yo, where are your next episode? When it's coming Word. out? And it made me be like, damn, like people actually do care about Facts. the work I'm putting in and care about what I actually have to say. And I, I do yeah, love this man. job. I, I do I do love this job. And you have to put the work in. You can't make it, feel, make it seem like it's a chore or anything like that. But it's something yeah. that you want to do. So I yeah. do appreciate those uh, positive words you say because a lot of half of it is just, you know, stop sleeping on yourself. Like, you know, it's only your dream yeah. if you're sleeping on yourself, man. Like, you have to wake I, up sometime to follow it. 
I say this all the time, bro. Like, I have my days where I definitely be saying, oh, my music ain't hitting as hard as I wanted to. Or what if this is just another song that just circulate around Willingboro for a little bit and just fizzles out? But at the end of the day, don't nobody believe in me as much as me. Like, and I think I'm the shit, and I think I'm going to be everything I want to be in this music thing. And the reason why I do is because if I don't believe it, how can I expect anybody else to believe it? You know what I'm saying? Um, any any great person that I look up to, Kobe, uh, Michael Jordan, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like LeBron, Denzel, all the black men that have came from nothing and made something out of themselves and permanently actually named into the culture. At one point, they knew that they could do it. You know what I'm saying? They believed in themselves. So I think that's the first step. Everybody got to believe in yourself. So, yeah, bro. I'm glad I'm glad we had this talk, too, because sometimes I'll be needing to hear these words for myself. <laughs> nah, for real. You, you preach to the, to, to the choir, brother Ash. But now nah, I appreciate hey, hey, you hey. coming on. I appreciate you letting everybody know what your next moves are, how you got into the game, because I'm telling you, a lot of people are getting back into music, and I right. feel like when you're younger... A lot of times you can let outside noise come in. But when you yeah. get older, you get more confident in yourself and what you really like. And you can finally be like, hey, I'm betting on myself, which, you, which a lot of people should always do. But sometimes yeah. it takes some time to get to that, to that point. Yeah. But, uh, sometimes it's easier said than done, but I, I'm noticing that as well. So people, people are believing in themselves. That's good. Yes, sir. You have any final words before I let you go? Uh, just stay tuned. Um, my, my first, I guess you would call it an album. My project is coming out soon. Um, the stimulated project, like I said, I've been working on it for about a year now, honestly. Uh, but that, that's going to be my best music pound for pound. So if anybody's listening that hasn't heard my music yet, please check me out on all platforms. Brother Ash is spelled like the sound, B-R-O-T-H-A-A-S-H. Um, if you haven't heard nothing yet, when that new stuff drops, definitely tune in. Um, I'm just trying to get better every time I drop something. So, yeah, that's it. And you on Apple Music, Spotify, all of that? I'm on all of that. Apple Music, Spotify. I got some stuff on SoundCloud, too. So whatever you got, I'm on there. <laughs> yeah, check my, boy, check my boy out. He has a, a few EPs, a couple singles out. I heard a lot of this stuff. And honestly, I wouldn't be interviewing him if I didn't think he was talented. Just doesn't hey. be truthful, you know, so. When I first heard when I first heard your music, I was impressed and I was just like, damn, like this is Josh. Like <laughs> But that shit tough though, man. I want you to keep following your dreams and I know you in good hands if you're working with Sipo and yo, yes, reach sir. out to Nick, man. I ain't gonna lie. Like Yo, I will. I probably will reach out to him today for real. Cause I, I had no idea Nick was rapping. Yo, Nick was rapping like from like from high school. I think he probably stopped like a year ago. I think he tried to start producing now. But I was yeah. telling him, I was like, bro, like, you one of the best fitters I ever met. Like, you need to keep doing that shit. So, but so, like, like I said, sometimes people be like, need to take a step back to get back in. So, just, yeah. just hit him up yeah. and see what he, what he on. I will. I definitely will. Thank you for sharing that information, too, bro. And again, for inviting me on the show. It's a pleasure. No, it's a pleasure having you, bro. It's all love. And, you know, to all the fans out there, just keep it real. Peace. No, no doubt. Peace out. Hey, hey. Ain't no stalling, I'm ballin' with all of my friends Smoking the gas, a key on the binge I'm riding this wood till the wheels off the hinge Fuck it, I'm holding my thumb and we walk to the end All of my thoughts like that face with the lens Fuck as you saying, I'm killing the slang Every nice tempo and rhythm, I'm in No need to say, but I'm on my way I'm setting right in my skin
vibranium I issue cannons at craniums, they on my nuts Dudes, my macadamias, feel like a savior Whenever I'm stroking this pen It's open to any stupid ass trends Spitting that so-so to add in some promo Y'all quoting that's local, it's cool though, just so cool